to the Bachelor of Hearts. It's a new Bachelor Australia podcast from me, Max Quinn, a current Bachelor of Arts and former Bachelor, and my co-host is Xavier Rebetsky-Noonan. He is a future Bachelor of Arts and a current Bachelor. Hey, Xavier, that's me. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show, Max. Welcome back, listeners. It's episode one. It's hey, our second baby. episode. Episode one. And i got to say, uh, after our preview episode, I've had uh, wall-to-wall rave uh feedback from everyone i've heard things you know adjectives like perfect perfect podcast um Uh beautiful um resplendent um all have have been thrown around uh, around my house oh that's Um, great i love uh i love that our listeners and fans are like using the right types of adjectives and like using such interesting adjectives because uh, it makes me think that they're really getting on board with the premise of the show which is like educated and smart people yeah, which is us, uh, like, definitely, like, I think. Yeah, I think, like, in terms of tapping into the Clever Clogs market, um, <laughs> it's maybe something that The Bachelor itself is not necessarily aiming for, but it's great to find that niche, you know what uh, I mean? Look, it's wonderful. It's so nice. And, like, what else uh, are you doing with your, with your uh, university education? You know, uh-huh. like, this is the, the question thing. every Bachelor of Art, uh, everyone who achieves a Bachelor of Arts uh, enjoys hearing and loves to answer. What do you um, want to do now? Well, I mean, uh, it's been it's been a few weeks since I was at uni, a couple of months even. Um, not that I'm worried about that or counting the <laughs> days or anything. Um, but, you know, like I'm still working at my day job, which is cool. Uh, I have this new podcast. Um, but, but one thing I'm actually doing is watching this really cool TV show. I don't know if you've heard of it called The Bachelor. It actually just started on the Network 10 this week and uh, it's, it's the best, dude. No, I have no idea what that is. Oh, man. All right. Well, I've got a few things to run you down. Maybe, in fact, maybe you should listen to... There's this cool podcast that I've actually just started, uh, and there's a very long and uh, detailed introductory episode that maybe would help get you primed for this. Uh, I would recommend you check it out on, uh, on iTunes or on, on the web. On iTunes? Cool. Um, do you want me to leave a rating, a review, or anything like that? Dude, if you get the chance to do that, that would really make my week. Uh, let me tell you, because uh, we want to get this out to as many people as possible. You know Sick. what I mean? Okay. All right. I'll get, it. I'll get onto that. Maybe we can pick this up again in like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, okay, let's, uh, and we're back. Thank you, uh, we just had a quick edit break there. Um, Max, you're all caught up now. How's it feel? Are you Fuck. excited about this what show? What an episode, oh my god. This this show is revolutionary. I would say it's perfect. I would say <laughs> it's resplendent. I would say it's splendid. Uh, all, all these good things, yeah. There are definitely words that have been used around my house to describe uh, the introductory Interesting episode. Interesting you should yeah. say that. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the show. We're doing it again. Yeah, it's happening. I'm glad that we made it to two episodes. Yeah, that's right. We got picked up for another episode. <laughs> We're on a week-by-week contract with uh, yeah. the network, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the network have been really kind to grant us a second opportunity to uh, do more or less what we did last week. That's right. Yeah, they said, hey, that was perfect. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have to stop. There's so much to get into. There were two whole episodes of The Bachelor on TV this week. It, uh, you know, maybe if that was a shorter show... Uh, we'd be we'd have more time for fooling around, but there were like three hours of Bachelor on TV this week, so we should get into it. Uh, it's the start of a new season. We're breaking it off, um, and uh, you know things started in quite an exciting way. Obviously, we have everyone uh, exiting the limos and that sort of thing, and everyone has their first opportunity to make a first impression on our Bachelor, Richie. And uh, yeah, what what did you make of the opening? Uh, you know h- how we were introduced to all these characters. Well, it was interesting, Xavier. I actually uh, wrote you a, uh, a song about it. No way. Yeah, no, I did. Um, it goes is this like real? this. Yeah, this is totally real. It goes, uh, um, Bachelor, the introduction was very good. <laughs> wow. Is that. I don't want to like, interrupt you. Like a bird in the sky. 
with a night time for day. What am I singing now? I've, I've supposed to the melody from something else, but um, it was great. Wow, you're so brave. And can I just say also, you're a little kooky and I love it. <laughs> um, I, I think the correct response the first yeah. episode of the Bachelor. <laughs> uh, the Bachelor is good. Uh, we, uh, I, I have a jumper with a hood. Um, <laughs> it's a show on TV. Um, won't you watch it with me? I That's love you. Beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's so. You. Do you know what? I, I'm giving you my first impression, Rose. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah, We're getting ahead really of ourselves. Yeah. Um, uh, so everybody walks out of the limos. We, I mean, we introduced these people last time. Um, so I don't know how much we want to go into. I mean, everyone was kind of just displaying the characteristics that we sort of assumed that they would. Were we really mm. wrong about anybody? I don't think so. I think that we should start uh, probably by paying our respects to the departed and working backwards. That's a good idea, yeah. Especially because I think the people who left were maybe those people who didn't make that much of an impression. So to leave that for the end, uh, you know, we're not building up to anything, really. Yeah, exactly. I think that we should start by uh, firstly saying, you know, uh, we'll miss you, Mia, Amy, Laura, Natalie, Vintea, probably Vintea more than the rest of you. Um, I loved Vintea. Man, she was so good. Yeah, she was terrific. So if you caught the show this week, or if you didn't, uh, the outcome is the same. <laughs> Vintea was not a different person either way. Um, uh, Vintea was, uh, was, her defining characteristic seemed to be that she liked to swear a little bit. Um, yeah, there, was um, a great, there was a great montage of her swearing that was cut together. Um, and, uh, uh, that, you know, that was, that was our introduction and kind of our goodbye as well. Mm. It was uh, interesting, you know, in her bio, she was described as having verbal diarrhea. Um, That's right, that was yes, her, she had diarrhea, and she look, had to go home early It's true, she uh, did have to leave uh, because of her severe diarrhea um, mm. Severe diarrhea is a thing that's fun to say And uh, yeah, it's a shame that we're, we don't get to see the massage therapist from Queensland uh, no more Yeah, interestingly enough, um, she wasn't voted out, she wasn't not given a rose She chose to leave the show mm. um, Or at least it was made to seem that way. Maybe, uh, I I have the opinion that maybe a producer may have been like, listen, we're out of bleeps. We used up all of the bleeps on you. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to just ask you to leave. Like, this is the end for you. You're just going to, this is the end of the line. You got to, you got to cruise here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, But was there anyone who particularly surprised you? Surprised Any of the goodbyes? Uh, oh, no, no, not really. Uh, look, what about you? Look, Natalie, the never had a boyfriend, uh, has gone. Amy, oh, yeah. who made no impression whatsoever, has gone. Mia was the woman who was in love with her uh, athletics coach or her hurdling champion or something like that. Um, yeah, we w- they got skipped over, I think. Um, uh, her and Laura really got skipped over in the first episode, and we didn't really hear from them in the second episode either. Yeah, it was interesting that Laura, Laura was on the group date, um, and it was a little bit of a surprise that she went home from the group date, but I guess... Uh, you know, he, she maybe was was giving nothing. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe he just really had to pick somebody. Yeah, um, but why wouldn't you? Pick I got Eliza? the feeling. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's trying to display a willingness to participate in whatever Eliza's got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to suss out because I think Eliza's one of those bachelorette contestant people on this show where they're doing something a little bit kooky and it's edited together to make it look really, really kooky. Sure. Um, whereas I feel like she's probably not quite as strange as she's being made out to be with all the like music and that kind of thing. Um, that said, like Lady Eliza, she wants a she wants a penguin. Uh, she sings the song. It's not good. She keeps singing it throughout the night. Uh, it's it's not a good sign. She's not she's not going to win. She's not wifey material or whatever. No, but, uh, no, no. Um, I want to say I was pleasantly surprised by. Well, I mean, actually, I'm I'm a little divided. What's your take on Janie? Janie. Um, now, Janie, Janie's the Disney princess. She gets the most adorable music you can imagine. She's as cute as a dog, uh, a dog's ear. Um, wow. Well, dogs, dogs are cute. Yep. I'll stand by that. Okay, give it. Take it. Do what you cute want. Cute as a button. Um, cute as a button. Um, She's Janie, a bit much, I kind of thought, yeah, it was a little bit too much for me. The thing with where she, like, so she got out of her limo. She did her thing with Richie. Mm-hmm. Very adorable music. And then mm-hmm. uh, left a slipper behind uh, to have a little bit of a Cinderella moment with him. And I kind of thought... You've you fucked it here. Yeah, it's too obvious. It's just a little a, bit too much. Yeah, go for a less well-known fairy tale. Maybe like <laughs> one of the darker ones, like a you know, like a Hans Christian Andersen or Brothers Grimm or something. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you want because uh, 
that's definitely something that I think Richie seems like a guy. He's he's interested in Hans Christian Andersen and Brothers Grimm. Totally, you know? I get that vibe. Yeah, <laughs> she should have uh, eaten him whole, and then another per- maybe Osha could have come <laughs> along with an axe and like chopped her stomach open. Uh, like rebirthing him in a way that w- I think that would have been quite a touching moment totally absolutely there's a little bit of a uh, red riding hood to her personality for sure yeah but I think Janie's gonna stick around um, she uh, the, you, you can tell that the producers are asking her in the in the camera interviews in the voiceover stuff to just like stand there and giggle for a little while and mm-hmm. she's more than happy to do it mm. um, so I think she's playing ball I think she's gonna keep uh, keeping the game one thing she said that I really liked, um, she, uh, I thought was genuinely very funny. She says, if she gets to kiss Richie, she'll buy Sam Frost, um, previous Bachelorette, two bottles of champagne and a jumping castle. <laughs> um, which I thought was particularly nice because it's like presumably so she gets really, really drunk and then pukes everywhere in, in that castle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what better way to get lightheaded, you know? Totally, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, she's she's a bit too much, but also I feel like she'll do fine. And there are uh, more, at least more like boring people on the show. I want to say I'm excited to have picked the villain, um, Kira, 29, um, the real estate account manager from Sydney. She's like very very definitely the villain. She's talking shit about everybody else at the uh, the cocktail party. Um, she's very bored by everything that happens. She wants to go to bed, 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 bed. Um, but I think she's. Very exhausting <laughs> to put up with because she's just playing right into the trope. Like, uh, there's, uh, you know, it, it feels, especially on that second episode um, when she, she had maybe a little bit less of a role or less of a reason to be commenting and then they just kept cutting to her. Uh, I find that a little bit tedious. Um, yeah, yeah, it might become a little bit of a production crutch as we uh, continue on with the season. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure how long Kira's gonna gonna stick around. Mm. Um, there's a little bit of a uh, like, um, so there's an episode of The Simpsons where uh, the video the the villain is called Francine or Francesca and uh, Francine, I think, and she's like Lisa's bully. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of Francine in that she's like always trying to like hunt out Poindextro's. You know, yeah, um, yeah, and just like go to town. I really find her to be um, a little bit grating, a little bit of a bully, and um, I think people might not uh, get with this shtick in the same way that they've gotten with like Emily or Lorena's stick shtick in, uh, yeah. in seasons past. I think that there might just be a little bit. We might have gone a little too mean with Emily. I think that's it. I think you can be a good bachelorette villain. Presumably, like she got offered the villain role ahead of time because it's like literally right like out the gate she's doing this stuff. Um, yeah, you have to assume this is all planned. It's not just her actual personality or whatever. Um, but yeah, she's not really doing it that well. She doesn't bring that much character to it, really. She just seems bored and uh, annoyed and angry and mean, really. Yeah, she's like a belligerent drunk baby. Yeah. Oh, she's very drunk too. Yeah, she she's really taking to the booze. Um, nobody seems to be like fun drunk, except maybe Eliza, and they're uh, cutting around it. Yeah, Eliza was a uh, fun drunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not even too upset to be saying goodbye to Amy and Laura and Mia and Natalie. And I am upset to be saying goodbye to Vintaya, but it's not going to break my heart completely, you know. I'm excited that we've said goodbye to these women and I'm now pretty ready to progress with the rest of the show because it looks like there's some pretty promising romantic developments here for Richie and some good villain characters as well. Yeah, totally. Obviously, it's early days. Like, it's a little bit hard to tell where everything's going, but we're starting to see the seeds of some um, potentially, like, real-looking shit, or at least interesting uh, reality TV romance programming. Yeah, Um, yeah, and it seemed like one of the big storylines from that first episode, then, was uh, what happened with Alex, who's the single mum. Yeah, absolutely. I I think this is a good, like, this is a good meaty, like, discussion point. Because this kind of thing comes up over and over again on the show. It's like, if you're a young mom, particularly if you're, like, quite a young mom and your kid is, like, older than, like, a few months or whatever, they'll really make a meal out of how how challenging that is for people to accept. And, uh, you know, Richie does his best and he's very polite about it. But obviously, like, he's not necessarily considered being a dad or stepping into that role. So I think maybe we should talk about, like, do you think it's his responsibility to do that? Or do you think it's too soon for him to be feeling that way? Like, what vibes do you think Alex is sending out with regards to that kind of stuff? Look, you know, I think Richie played that really well. In the promos, it was sort of beat up as, like, Alex has a secret. But what happened, you know, when she told him, she kind of said, well, look, I've got a kid. Uh, he's five or six or, you know, however old the kid is. And uh, he was like, Richie was like, okay. And then just yeah. kept going, you know? Like, it wasn't like he, he was just like, okay, this is a piece of information I've learned. You know, it felt like maybe he had to go home and process that. 
Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like he's thinking about that in the context of Alex and, like, what she's like as well, which is good. Like, you don't want her to just be the single mom trope. Um, you want Richie to know all the exciting stuff that we know about Alex. Like, you know, she can write a poem and she likes Gerard Butler. <laughs> um, you know, we don't, you don't want that stuff to get lost. And I was glad that they sort of focused on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And she made a point of doing that as well when she was saying, you know, in her uh, interviews and confessionals, you know, I'm more than just a mum. Yeah, yeah. He wants her to know Alex as well as uh, as well as the young mum, which I think is cool. Um, that's a that's pretty good move from this show. Um, although you can tell that like down the line, that'll get mined for drama. Like, you know, there'll be a lot of confessionals from Richie saying like, oh, I just don't know if I'm ready. And her saying like, oh, I hope he's, you know, that kind of thing. I think I feel like it'll... It'll keep going, um, but they've started the conversation well. Yeah, I think I think things have gone pretty well there, and um, we've seen in previous seasons, you know, for Sam and for uh, Schnigdana last season, <laughs> um, <laughs> that that didn't end up being an issue. That she was the ended up being the chosen bachelorette, and That's uh, right. she had yeah, a kid. It's not yeah. out of the question. Um, so I think things were were bearing fairly well for Alex there. Who else do you reckon uh, is shaping up as an early front runner from what we've seen in these two episodes? I want to say that we talked about Janie a little bit before. Um, she, I think she made quite a strong impression despite maybe being a little over the top. I think Richie's kind of into it. I think like for Richie being in the bachelor's shoes for the first time, as opposed to having been on the bachelorette before, it's interesting for him to see the ways that everyone is presenting themselves. Mm. And I think that uh, uh, Janie um, has really lent into like the fantasy fake believe angle um, <laughs> but in such a way that I think maybe Richie might be able to believe that a little bit as well. Because you've got to think that a lot of this stuff is really daunting and he's in a weird position. He's being told to do a lot of different things. But having somebody who just seems to be like a very pure beacon of like positivity... Um, it seems to me like that's a pretty strong play from the outset. Yeah, I think she's going to stick around for a while. I don't see her sticking around forever. I think if she continues uh, with the trope that she's continuing with, you know, mm. right now she's a nice comfort, but I don't see her sticking around because it seems like he's also formed, you know, more uh, instant and emotional connections with people like Elena uh, and Megan as well. That's true, and, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get to them, but yeah. Um, actually, fuck, which one's Megan? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan is from oh, Western me- Australia. Yeah. Um, she is uh, the kind of like glamour puss uh, health. She's the mermaid. Officer. She's obsessed with the yeah, water. She likes yeah, free yeah. diving. She's the mermaid. Yeah, that one. Yeah, outdoors. Yeah, no, I agree. They've been chatting quite a bit. She's been getting a lot of camera time, uh, mm. and uh, as well with Elena. I think Elena made a great first impression, um, stepping out of the limo and like speaking to him in uh, Ukrainian, uh, uh, and then telling him that he he wouldn't find out what it meant until they met up again afterwards. Kind of like a Cinderella uh, moment as well. Um, uh, I I didn't love that Richie called her mysterious. He said said that a number of times. Yeah, which I feel like Um, And I think that he might just be confusing mysterious uh, and foreign. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how um, Sasha from Russia is going to (laughs) sort of separate herself from Elena. Um, Because they're very different (laughs) Well they're both very mysterious Yeah I I would say that's the thing Because they're exactly the same to me And I'm interested to see how they (laughs) manage to differentiate themselves (laughs) And that's definitely their responsibility And not, uh, you know, Richie's as the bachelor who is is deciding between them Yeah, and it has nothing to do with the way that they're being edited and presented by the producers of the program Nothing at all Hey, Sasha from Russia ate her rose That was fun You remember that? That was a gift that that made to social media She was so good What a good moment yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know what it was. Did she think that maybe it was, like, chocolate or... She got it mixed up with the bacon rose. Oh, shit. Who gave the bacon rose? Oh, Noni? No- Noni, yeah. Yeah. Um, poor poor Sasha. She must have been so disappointed with the outcome of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Russia has different cuisine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's exotic over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rose, like, you know, you have, like, Turkish delight. I mean, that's not... Turkey and Russia aren't the same. (laughs) It's a food product. (laughs) Look, uh, if someone was on this show from Turkey, maybe they could differentiate for us. But um, at the moment, I don't feel like that is... um, Until that day comes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, let's talk about somebody else who there's some sparks flying with, obviously. Uh, Nikki, who gets the first first date. Um, it's, uh, It's actually... She's never been on a date before. So it's her first date altogether. Uh, and uh, and it's a helicopter, and Nikki says she loves helicopters. 
Um, so yeah, Nikki was the first out of the limo. Um, you know, uh, uh, what do we know about her? I didn't write anything down. I guess she didn't really make very much of an impression. Um, <laughs> but Nikki uh, is a blonde woman from Western Australia mm-hmm. um, who goes swimming with Richie. Yeah, um, so there's there's all these glamour shots of the Sydney Harbour Bridge as they fly away to a private beach and they chat in a boat and they splash around in the water uh, and they have some pretty good, like, open and vulnerable chats. Um, Richie talks about how, as an Australian guy, it's easy to put up walls, but he wants to be more emotionally open, especially, like, this time around on The Bachelor. I like that. I applaud that. That's something that I think everyone could learn from watching his show. Um and Nikki confides that she was actually in a 12 and a half year relationship. Um, they were engaged. They split up about six months before their planned wedding, which was about a year ago. Um, that's, that's deep stuff too. Like these guys are laying it all on the line. Um, that's really deep stuff. And it makes you wonder like at, at the point at which you become separated from your partner of 12 and a half years, is your impulse decision, uh, you know, is your bounce back to apply for The Bachelor? Yeah, your bounce batch. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not something I've considered personally, but um, you know, you should give all... it a go next time. If you if you get dumped, no, I'm not saying next time you get dumped because you're a catch, and whoever catches you should keep you. Oh, but thank you know, you. Um, if you uh, if if you so happen to go through that process again, um, I think that you should apply. I mean. Let's see how the numbers go for the podcast <laughs> in the next year or so. See how it all goes. Um, oh, God. Can you imagine? They would make us stop doing the podcast, I think. They, oh, 100%. They not, yeah. There yeah. would be no way that you wouldn't be allowed. So, listeners, write in and convince me not to go on The Bachelorette or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah Bachelorette. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the program with which we would podcast about. Yeah, that's right. Um uh, oh, oh, I wanted to point out as well, because we, last week's episode of our show, we talked about having not seen The Notebook, and then suddenly there was all this boat stuff. They were like, you know, and I haven't seen The Notebook, so I don't get the reference I'm making, but I know on the front cover of the DVD, there's some people in a boat, and it's raining and stuff, and then that yeah, stuff happens Yeah, there's lots of kissing. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Um, so anyway, Richie gives her a rose. They smooch. It's pretty cute. Nikki gets the first kiss. Uh, it's, uh, it's nice. What do, you, what do we think? Nikki, she's got a chance. I do. I think that Nikki definitely has a chance. She has a solid uh, top five feel to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he likes her a lot. I th- generally think that uh, in previous seasons of The Bachelor, the person who has gone on the first first date uh, lasts pretty lasts a pretty long way, and it is a good uh, sense that he might have a you know a bit of a crush on her to begin with, at least from a physical and, and chemistry standpoint. Yeah, totally. I think because um, when when he took her on the date. In voiceover, he explained, like, oh, I took Nikki on the date because she was the first out of the limo, which makes me sort of curious about how he's Solid reasoning. So solid. I mean, maybe it was just, like, he just had a list or something, and he was like, (laughs) well, that's what... Maybe he's not familiar with the names yet. It's a little Mm. hard to say. Um, But, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, like, they can maintain this because a lot of of the issue with having a date that's early is you'll then go the next, like, four to five weeks without really talking to The Bachelor that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully Nikki continues to stay in the picture because um, I think yeah I think she's cool I think she's got a chance um, she's probably going to be fine yeah and it did seem like uh, you know he was content on on or intent rather on keeping her in the picture because uh, as soon as they had the uh, cocktail party at the end of the episode he was the first person or she was the first person that he came up and took away for a conversation we didn't get to see any of it but she was mm-hmm. definitely the first one who he went and grabbed and sort of like solidified that little smooch-worthy relationship with. Max, that's very observant of you. I like this. This is nice. I paid attention, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I I was taking notes as well. Notes, Max, yeah. I wasn't doing that. Uh, My next note informs me that there was a group date. You remember that happening? Oh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> um, so so ten, 10 ladies are picked. They head to a homestead estate for a 50s-style photo shoot for Women's Day magazine. Uh, and God, it's yuck. It's really yuck. This is, uh, this is the thing that made me hate this episode. There's just heaps and heaps of like body shaming and like really gross product placement, uh, and a lot of like infighting and everyone's butting heads and Richie just like pretending not to notice cause he's such a nice guy or whatever. Mm. I don't like this kind of stuff. I don't like early group dates. I want him to whittle him down like as soon as possible. So we deal with less of this stuff. Well, it is um, good that one of the people who went on the group date did end up going home in Laura, um, mm. But yeah, no, I agree with you. There was a lot of uh, uh, 
bitchiness for a lack of, of a better word on this episode yeah. and it came from from all fronts and it was directed you know it was it was uh, a competitive side of a lot of these women that was really exposed yeah and it was definitely set up that way so the way it worked is there were 10 women but there were probably like four or five different uh photo shoots going on like different themes so there was one with like milkshakes there was one that was like uh God, it's very, not, not very memorable, but, you know, like different 50s sort of uh, vaguely 50s themed ideas happening. And so they would be paired off into groups of like twos and usually threes uh, with, with Richie in all of the shots so that they would have to fight for his attention, have to fight for like the camera's attention. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just like quite mean, really, because uh, that stuff is going to be tense. It's going to happen. But some people look great, so you know, uh, you know, fifties uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, look, there was some great, uh, great chemistry there on display between Alex and Richie, and it was fucking awful watching uh, Kira in the background and, and the women laughing along and making those comments. Uh, yeah, that well, that was the standout moment. Alex, uh, Alex and Richie were like really connecting there. Mm. Um, uh, at one point, Alex said she she feels like a Bond girl. Uh, I guess she's talking about the books because uh, uh, the first yeah, movie yeah. came out in nineteen sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Um, um, but yeah, they, they, yeah. they really seem to have some like pretty serious chemistry. I, I, I would be surprised if she went home before like Final Four. Yeah, honestly though, like if she didn't know that Bond started in the sixties, like fuck her off right then. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, that, that's, right. that's cause for like Sia, you know? And this is the other thing that I've been wondering, like at what point, especially when uh, these women are walking in and making their first impressions, can he just say, nah? You know yeah. what I mean? Like imagine how dramatic that would be if like to take Eliza as an example, you know, she wanders out, she sings this god-awful song, mm. and he goes, no. Nah. He goes, ugh, this, you're not very good mm. at all. What are you doing? I well, yeah, because you can really, tell that the women that have like a chance... You. You can tell that the women have a chance to leave because Vintea basically just stepped down from the school photo bleachers on her own. She just politely bailed, uh, and, <laughs> you know, and that's fine and 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 good for her. And she escaped the show, and she's going to be okay and have a life after this. Um, but yeah, uh, you don't get the sense that Richie can kind of just go, "Hey, listen, beat it, toots." <laughs> um, he has to do it through the uh, structure that the show has put in place. That's right. Which is, he can't I mean, be. Uh, yeah, it's ruthless. Like, <laughs> like it's it's. <laughs> in a in a regular situation, you don't have the opportunity to just like give things to everyone who's standing near the person that you don't <laughs> want to keep dating, and then she goes away, <laughs> and then she gets a limo ride home or whatever. Um, but that's the way it goes. That's the way the game's played. It is. It certainly is. All right. How do you reckon Richie himself is holding up? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think he's doing okay. He's being very polite. He's not letting too much of his uh, dagginess like to the surface, um, but he's still got a sort of cute goofiness, um, which is working in his favor. Um, but yeah, I think he's playing things pretty much by the book. Uh, it's it's quite a conservative um, uh, game that he's playing. He, you know, he's uh, he wants to hear everybody out before he makes any big. Uh, statements about himself or about them or anything like that. Um, yeah, pretty standard. What about you, though? I don't know if I like Richie as a bachelor. Oh, okay. Why, why, why not? I think that Richie is a little bit like, at least so far, has just been kind of like um, a robot dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, hello, yes, that's a very good date that we have been on. You are wearing yeah. that dress very well. You make that dress look very good. You are awesome. Maybe it's because the most recent season... Well, I mean, our last season of The Bachelor was okay. I think he had a little more personality. But I, uh, uh, Ben on the U.S. Bachelor from uh, from earlier this year was like the most robotic um, Bachelor or Bachelorette I think I've ever seen. Um, mm. So Richie just having a little a little edge of uh, like goofiness or being sort of un- unsure of himself or whatever um, gives him a little more makes him a little more relatable. This but is I, some I homework that I want you to do. Uh huh. Um, I want you to go back and uh, everyone who's listening, uh, you know, all six of you, uh, head to the, uh, the date with Nikki. And then yep. I want you to count the number of times that he says the word awesome or she says the word awesome because they're oh, so fucking yeah. clearly mirroring each other's body language. Yeah, and that's true. if you were to play a drinking game where you took a shot every time that one of them said awesome, yeah. you would drink so same much. Thing, same thing, uh, first episode when all the girls are coming out of the limos, every time he says gorgeous. Yes. Uh, you know, there's only so many things you can say, I guess, in that situation. But yeah, that was a, that was a real... 
uh, repeater. I think that we need to buy Richie a thesaurus, and I think that we need to give him an injection of personality because at mm. the moment he's not cutting it for me. Hey, well, guess what? Here's, here's a rebuttal for that. Richie is passionate about motorbikes. And as Fucking we all know, hell. motorbikes are cool as fuck. Fucking um, hell. Yeah, so he takes Elena on a single day on a motorbike, and uh, Max, it goes so fast. It goes so fast, so and fast. she's so fucking mysterious. You know, yeah. like I just want to get to the bottom of this this mystery woman and take her on a motorbike so that you I can't get to hear the her talk. Bottom of her, Max. Hey. Um, they talk about Richie's family. It's pretty cute. So Richie, yeah, she's a straight shooter. Yeah, she's she's surprising me actually. C- considering she's the youngest on the show, she's like really kind of getting real. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by her. Uh, they are playing the music <laughs> that means that she's going to keep being on the show. So she's going to keep being on the show. Mm. Uh, they uh, I can't remember. They go swimming or something. Richie Richie gives her like this uh, very slinky red dress. Um, I guess he just knew like her exact measurements. Um, but she does look good. She does, um, and you know uh, that was a, a, a weird, a beautiful gift for him to give her. I guess mm-hmm. um, I'm just trying to look up what the marriage age is in the Ukraine. Um, you know what the average age is because <laughs> maybe it's a cultural thing where she's like, "Fine, I can do that." See, in the, the Ukraine, the average age of a woman getting married is 25. Get out of here! I didn't know that at all. It's true. I just found that out then. Do you um, know what it is in Australia? Uh, look, I can uh, change the uh, word Ukraine to Australia, and I can hope that the internet provides me with... Man, I love the web. It's so cool. Uh, for men, is about 30, and for women, is about 28. So there's about three years difference there between yeah, okay. uh, the Ukraine and between Australia, and Richie is bang on 30, yeah. and uh, Elena's 23, but 23 is much closer to uh, 25 than it is to 30. Yeah, um, yeah, I, now that you've said that, it does make a little more sense to me, the, the age gap between those two. It hasn't really proved to be that much mm. of a problem. I think Elena's quite mature. No. And I think uh, yeah. maybe Richie is, I don't want to say immature, um, but like you know, he, he's open to that, at least. Sure, absolutely. And I think that what was good about Elena was that she was so like straight shooting in terms of like, what do you think about this and what do you think about this? And she wasn't afraid to ask... You know, there's big questions, and for her to say, well, look, he has to be appropriate for me as much as I have to be appropriate for him. And I kind of think that's sick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I applaud those two, those two young sorts. Uh, I hope <laughs> they, you know, they find the love of their life. I don't know, whatever, whatever. But, yeah, yeah, Elena, se- Elena seems cool. Uh, I'm willing to see more of her. <laughs> willing. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm running out of comments on this. Yeah, uh, look, um, I will say about one last thing about Elena is that she is the leader on uh, Channel 10's Love Leaderboard. Um, Interesting. I haven't yeah. checked that out yet. So okay, they've, so got, they've got their own sort of like picks of uh, potential... Uh, what is it? Yeah, you tell me about it. Well, it's a mechanism that's it's, uh, uh, made by Twitter. Um, so if you tweet, you know, hashtag batch Elena, you know, that's counted as a vote. Um, oh. And Elena so far is occupying about 42% of the vote. Wow, out yeah. of like roughly 20 women. Yep. Um, so to give you a point of comparison, uh, only eight of the roughly 20 women have received any percentage of voting. Wow. Yeah. Um, Alex is the second with 26%. Megan's on 18%. So they're your three clear favorites. And then yeah. uh, according to the love leaderboard, Kira is fourth, uh, which I oh, think I might think. mean that there's a little bit of a, a flaw in this mechanic because Kira's definitely... Uh, you know, stirring up a little bit of publicity and, yeah. uh, you know, creating some waves in the Bachelorette house. But I don't know if she's uh, fourth in Richie's heart. I think the bug in the leaderboard is the army of interns that are working for Network <laughs> 10 in the social media division who are trying to boost that number. What are you talking about? she's going to be on the show for a while. What I think are it was you pretty, talking about? It was pretty transparent, really. Um, one trick that they'll often play with the villain is having them be the last person picked in the rose ceremony, which happened in the first episode. Yes. And, like, everyone at home is sitting there thinking, like, well, she's horrible. Obviously, he's not going to pick her. And the the thing is, he doesn't notice that she's the villain for a few episodes, um, which I think is just going to keep happening. So get used to that for a while. All right. So we're going to see her continue to be horrible, and then eventually he's going to go, oh, you're shit, and then kick yeah. her out. And I think um, she will probably find a co-conspirator. It wasn't clear to me immediately who that was, but usually the villain has like a sub-villain that is their Mm -hmm. friend um, where they'll they'll make the jokes to each other about how bad everything else is or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then that co-conspirator generally lasts a little bit longer than the villain. 
um, but doesn't generally win it in my experience anyway. Yeah. Now, before we get to predicting what you think is going to happen in the next episode, there are a couple of other women that I want to just quickly touch on. Oh, yeah. Um, you want to so, touch on them? God. Georgie, gonna, you listening? Uh, yeah, she is. She listened to the last one, and she thought that you were very funny and that I oh. could have... Uh, no, actually, no. She thought that I was very funny, too. Oh, that's nice. It's really nice. Uh, it's, it's Tell a, me what you were going to say first, lie. though. All right. So what I was going to say is uh, I want to talk about Marja, seeing as she was one of my really strong winner picks. Yeah. I really don't know if I uh, was on the money with that one. That's interesting, because I kind of felt the other way. I was like... Um because she, she's not getting a lot of attention. She's not getting profiled. She's not one of the like main sort of center uh, blocks of the show in the way that like Alex is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was getting nothing but positive treatment. They weren't showing any negative aspects of her. They weren't showing her bitching about anybody. She's not mm. like she doesn't seem to be a commentator in a way. Like she's not she's not doing a lot of vox. She's not a narrator. Her. Yeah. Yeah, um, where like because I think some of the contestants are better at that, but they're not necessarily better at being in a relationship with Richie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it seems to me like um, uh, Richie just hasn't really gotten a chance to get to know her yet. I still like her chances okay, because um, she's, yeah. she's got that wifey sort of vibe. Um, have you watched the show Unreal? Yes, I have watched the show Unreal. Yeah, okay, good. We've both watched the show Unreal, guys, out there, so uh, <laughs> just know that we are hashtag woke as fuck. <laughs> um, no, it's a great show if you haven't watched it, but anyway. It's, um, um, it's about uh, The Bachelor. That's right. It's about the making. It's a it's a dramatic show set on the, the behind the scenes of the making of a bachelor style reality show. We and it introduced terms like wifey, uh, you know, into the lexicon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, um, and which is why we're talking about Marja in that way. Yeah, not mm. that we think she's married. I don't think she is. No, no, I'm pretty sure she's not. Although Marja married, Maria. I mean, read between <laughs> read between the lines, man. <laughs> Uh, um, oh, one one question I had. Almaria, <laughs> Almaria, yeah. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Um, when, so when Alex cashes in her white rose, one of the things that they do uh, mm. in their like alone space is to talk about AFL. And I, I wanted to see if Max, maybe you could clarify this. Um, mm. Richie hates that she likes Collingwood. Um, yes. What's a Collingwood? Is that bad? Now, look, uh, as far as I know, Collingwood is the football team run by Eddie Maguire. Um, oh. And uh, he is the, perhaps the president or like the prime minister of that football team. So um, he's the, it's the South Sydney Collingwoods? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're kind of a widely supported AFL team, yeah. um, but they're also uh, vehemently hated by everyone who doesn't support that team. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. And, and her son, her five-year-old son goes for Essendon. Do you know anything about them? Essendon, the name of the team is the Bombers, um, and I think there's some sort of scandal where all of the team was on drugs, and then they had to replace everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... uh, Would that be why the five-year-old son is so into them? Because they love drugs so much? Well, it's possible, yes, um, but it's also possible that uh, seeing as, you know, we're now at the point where there are no players to play for Essendon, the son could, could well be getting recruited, you know, he might be getting a call up. Oh, yeah, maybe leagues. he just likes his chances. Yeah, it's true, um, and I think that's a, a solid play from the son there. Um, you know, he, if he's good, if he's got good skills up the ruck um, and, and can take a solid mark, um, I think that he could be on the field next week. This is disgusting. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. Thank you, though. <laughs> That's okay. We've talked about Marja. We've also talked about, uh, or I also want to talk about Rachel because she was another one who I thought was going to do really well. And we haven't heard anything from her yet. Yeah, that name is not ringing any bells to me. I, I searched her in my Word document here and I wrote her down as a list of six people who all got skipped over. Like, you know, they appeared, you know, in, in a contractual, like, in sense, a montage. I guess. Yeah, in yeah. a montage for about 10 seconds, along with uh, Kiki, Amy, Laura, uh, Tol- 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 I guess I don't know who these people are, and Mia as well. Tolonia and Mia, yeah, which Tolina? is interesting. Tole- I'm still not sure. We're still unclear on the, on the pronunciation. It's of that not one. our fault. It's the TV show's fault. Mm. Now, Kiki was the one that was referred to as Sex on Legs by another one of the models. Okay. Um, models, my God. Another one of the <laughs> Bachelorettes. Um, in the modeling, you know, the, as 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 of that day, they were models. They You're were, yes, that's true. Um, and she is uh, a former zoo model and a television show host, I believe. There you go. Yeah. yeah so really, I think a TV show probably, host? Do you yeah, know what show? So. No, I've got no idea. No. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, we might be able to start seeing a little bit more from her uh, as we go on. And the other person who got a rose early on was Tiffany. 
Yeah. Tiffany, she's the midriffy, like Taylor Swift hair looking one. Yeah, um, yeah. First album level Taylor Swift. Tim McGraw, Two Drops of My Guitar. Totally exactly yeah. what I'm thinking about. Um I uh I liked her. So so Eliza at a certain point, uh, when she's doing a lot of making a lot of weird noises that are getting taken out of context and being cut <laughs> together and she's being so kooky and weird. Um she suggests a yes. plank off, um, which it turns out she doesn't perform as well in as Tiffany does. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tiffany and, uh, Richie exchanged some, uh, humorous, uh, banter, you might say. Mm. Um, Richie says she nailed it, um, which is a hilarious planking pun. Uh, and yeah, she's, she wins the first red rose. I thought that was pretty cute. I liked, it seemed like a pretty genuine interaction in, in amongst all of the like gym, uh, stuff that I don't understand all too well. Um, I, I liked their um, their vibe there, like um, realizing that it, it was silly that they were doing it, but then also kind of, kind of taking it seriously as well. Um, I think that was the right way to approach that competition. How it came about uh, in the first place, I am unsure. And the person who initiated that competition deserves to be sent home. I think it was Eliza. I think it was Eliza was oh, singing. For fuck's sake. These, yeah, these are the notes I took. It's like Eliza is singing, dipping her feet in the water, making some weird noises. She's so weird. And she's <laughs> just a plank off. Uh, she, just, she just needs to go. And I'm unsure. I don't think that he is doing his due diligence uh, as a bachelor in keeping mm. her around for much longer. Yeah, I agree. Maybe um, he's neglecting his duties uh, in, in not scoping out the source of some of this he's weirdness. He's being... Fucking irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. He's staring death in the face and laughing. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm I'm shocked that we've managed to talk about so much of what happened on The Bachelor this week. Look, we've um, nailed it. What do you think is going to happen next? Well, I mean, we saw a thrilling um, preview for the, the weeks to come, which promises plenty of drama as well as romance. What a generic thing for me to say while I stole and think about what might actually happen. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I think it's pretty clear who some of the forerunners are. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see some of those relationships develop and some like new stuff come out of that. Uh, at the same time, I feel like there are some people who are really grating on me, who I hope get sent home early so that we don't have to keep talking about them on this Name podcast. and shame. Name and shame. I'm bored of our villain. She's really yes. boring. She's yes. really fucking boring me. I don't want to keep off. hearing from her. Who um, needs her? Kira, she's just a drag. She really sucks all the energy out of the room. She's a uh, mean bully and uh, the person who you sit in the front row of a stand-up show who heckles the stand-up yes. um, and then gets shut down in a, uh, a beautiful way. And I'm really like, I want her to get her comeuppance already, um, mm. but I don't mm. want to put up with her for any longer than I have to. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel about Janie... Like, she probably will stick around for a fair while longer, but she won't make it to the end. And I feel like when she gets sent home, it's going to be absolutely crushing. She's going to be absolutely destroyed by it. Um, Mm. She doesn't seem, to me at least, uh, to have thought about what will happen if this isn't the perfect fairy tale that she wants it to be. Yeah. Uh, And I think the producers are very happy about the fact that um, she will be uh, absolutely wrecked by it and yeah, like crying in the limo on the way home. Yeah. Um, so mm. that's going to be rough. Um, as for like what kinds of... I mean, we've got, we've got a, probably like three, four weeks. If they keep doing two episodes per week, we've probably got three or four weeks before like Hometowns and Fuck Week and stuff like that happen. Um, so there'll be a lot of dates, probably more clashing of heads in group dates and uh, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't have that much more in terms of predictions. What about you, though? Do you do you see any like sparks flying that haven't that we haven't mentioned yet? All right, these are my predictions. My predictions okay. are the next people to go are Faith, Georgia, uh, Noni, oh, yeah. uh, Sophie, Tolnia, yeah, uh, and probably Eliza as well, because we have not spoken about them at all during this pro- this podcast other yeah. than Eliza, and I think it's by virtue of them not getting any screen time, uh, either because they're too boring or they don't do very well in the competition. Um, yep. You could probably include Marja in that Maria in that conversation um, as well, but uh, for the sake of I'm still a little uh, my own ego, that. yeah, I want to keep yeah. her around. Um, um, I think you're right, though. I think Noni. Uh, I want I want to give her a chance to get past this bacon thing, but in all actuality, yeah. I'm pretty sure that we're just going to see some more bacon shit, and then she's going to go. Yeah, home. it was like the anal glands thing from last season. Totally, totally, yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I think she's um, this season's anal glands. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, who would you say is the uh, the peepee hole of this season? <laughs> uh, um, Scientific term. <laughs> yeah the the urethra of this season. Um, I don't know. I don't want to answer that question. No, we don't want to touch that. That's yeah, fine. No. Um, I think Sasha from Russia has got to go pretty soon. Oh yeah, she right. hasn't really I didn't established think about much. Mm. Um, who else? Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, what's her name? This is the problem with having this show: is you have to remember all these fucking people's names, and mm-hmm. they're very, they're very normal. Um, Can I tell you a secret? What's that? I've got a cast list up as I'm Get talking to here. you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, Get a, it's out a strong of here. move from me. No, I like it. You're a pro. You come prepared. <laughs> Georgia, yeah. Georgia, who's 24, she's from Melbourne. She's not your partner, Georgie. Um, she's boring. Her, her, she's a painter. And I, what do you think of her paintings? We got to see some of them. Eh, All <laughs> sorry. right. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we, get, we, got, we got arts degrees. We know a little thing or two about art. We know a thing or two about art, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I think she's okay. She provided mm. some okay narration. Um, and I think that she might stick around a little bit longer than some of the others. But to be honest with you, by virtue of her being a good narrator, uh, I just, you know, I think that's what's probably going to keep her in the competition. Yeah, or, or I could let see... us know that she's going to stay in the competition for a little while longer. I could see her stepping into like the villain's friend role, actually. For sure, um, absolutely. In I I I think maybe um, they they might have assumed that uh, what was the sweary one's name Vintea. I think maybe yeah. they thought that Vintea was going to take that on, mm. was going to be like the friend of the villain. Uh, and then she walked out, and they're probably going to scramble to try and find somebody else to do it. Uh, and Georgia might be the one. Yeah, she but looks we'll like she could be. Uh, she looks like she could be dynamic enough mm. to fill that role. She's got dark hair. Ooh, <laughs> mean, evil. Ooh. Yeah. yeah um, okay. And just to keep Richie a tab picked on a it, lot of fucking blondes, didn't he? Yeah. Look. Uh, so he eliminated one, two, three, four brunettes uh, yep. out of the first five, um, and we are now left with one, two. Do you count Janie as a brunette? I think I do. Three, yeah, four, five out of the remaining con- 20 contestants are not blonde. I love that even two episodes into our show, the the excuse that we've made, like the, the our version of talking about like representation and, uh, you know, like equal screen time for different kinds of people on the show is really just like blonde white women and uh, uh, brown haired white women. Well, those are the like, choices that we have. You exactly. Know? That's all we've been given. Among um, what we have been presented, you know, the women of minority, uh, Maja is still there. Um, Noni uh, is Noni half has a background. Balinese. Yeah, there you go. She has a background yeah. in, from Bali. Um, but yeah, it's a decidedly white cast and I feel yeah. uncomfortable talking about much more than, than to say that. And hopefully we can get some more equality for uh, not only people of other, uh, you know, uh, people from different cultures, but also people mm. with different hair colors uh, next season. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that reminds me of uh, last season on US Bachelor. Not to keep bringing that up because this podcast isn't about that, but um, you can uh, do there it. Was... People, there's an assumed level of knowledge here. Why not? I guess so. There was there Look, was one redhead. Done the reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've done my homework. I prepared something for the class. There was one redheaded woman within the first like twenty. You know, the, the whole first cull, and she went first night. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's no redheaded people in this. Uh, not that that matters too much. Um, I want to say something else about Noni actually, because she's she's half Balinese, half Australian. Um, mm. She actually she actually sort of seemed to be kind of progressive in a way. She was talking about how she's a swimwear designer, mm. um, but she likes designing cuts that empower women and like help them to like feel strong and comfortable and confident in their bodies and that kind of thing. Yeah. So like along with the bacon thing, she also has that, and I hope that the producers allow her to explore that and talk about that because that stuff so- sounds cool to me. So um, do I. Yeah, I read. I read a little bit uh, in I think the Sydney Morning Herald, um, an author talking about how he didn't believe that there were swimwear uh, that could empower women, and I kind of think, fuck you. You know what I mean? Cool, like, yeah, great yeah. take. Uh, sure, like she's allowed to design things that make her feel great about herself. Good on her. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm. I'm on board with that. I want to yep. hear more from her about it. Um, I hope she doesn't get sent home straight away. Although I'm not like rooting for her to win either. I just mm. think she can spice up this show a little bit. Sure, I think she's great. Totally. Um, that's pretty much all that happened. Yeah, cool. I think we've uh, we've gotten to the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, so so thank you for joining us on another episode. Um, uh, <laughs> as I said last last week, um, we we did actually come here to make friends. Um, so if you want to, like, please check out the podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, you can find us at B O H Pod. That's short for Bachelor of Hearts Podcast. 
Um, and yeah, if you get a chance to review the show on iTunes, it'll mean it gets out to a whole lot of other people who don't know about it yet, uh, including maybe like um, Bachelor people. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to get some of these people on the show. I was thinking about, I would love to get Vintea on our podcast. Oh, that'd be sick. She'd I think be cool. she's a perfect fit. I think mm-hmm. she escaped. She got out of there quickly enough to have like seen some really serious shit, um, but also like she's quite intact uh, and probably won't be caught up in that world again and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I um, applaud her decision to get out when she did. But yeah, but yeah, but if anyone has a line on, and I, I want to say like a very general call out to anyone who's hearing this, if you see Osher Gunsberg anywhere <laughs> uh, out on the street, anything like that, I've said this to a couple of people before, yeah. but I want to make it very public. Um, please talk to him about our podcast. Record his voice uh, on your phone or whatever. Um, just get that sweet Osher goodness all over my ear holes, please. Mm, I promise if he comes on the show, I won't refer to him as Oshkosh Bagosh that, that yeah. much. Yeah. And I won't call him Andrew G uh, and keep <laughs> talking to him about the idle days uh, all too much. But, you know, I mean, he saw some exciting shit up on yeah. that stage. Look, he's seen some amazing, you know, look, Angels brought him to, to where he was, you know? Yeah, Angels brought him to The Bachelor. It's been a long and winding journey, but he, he mm-hmm. is finally here tonight, but you know? He's got a big black shiny car. <laughs> that is not, I, that is post idle. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, but Shannon would never have had that career, you know, would never have had the, the opportunity to release that single were it not for Idol. <laughs> Look, that's for the side podcast. That's for the Shannon Noel memes podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> are, we sh- are we shouting out another memes page on this episode? Uh, yeah, look, um, Pluck a Duck memes. Is that the one that I talked about last time? It is, yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Um, I also like garlic bread memes. I think that's totally. good. Um, oh, yeah. Have you seen Bunnings memes? Um, <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, Bunnings, Bunnings memes is my other favorite. Yeah, um, of course. It's a now is a great opportunity to start making Bachelor of Hearts memes, right? About me and Max and recording our podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, definitely. Um, yeah, um, but uh, I would prefer you to follow me on Twitter. Oh yeah, I guess that's an option too. Probably um, that's what I'd prefer. If once you were going to do one or the your... two, definitely the second one. Well, how would people go about doing that, Max? About doing what, sorry? Uh, following you on Twitter. Oh, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, my, my Twitter handle is uh, at Max Quinn. Um, and if you want to, um, it's no big deal, but uh, I'm there and you can follow me. Xavier is at uh, Xavier RN. Uh, you can right. follow him. Uh, I think that he probably is a producer of stronger content than I am. Mostly I just tweet about um, my feelings and uh, also sometimes about uh, sports and Australian music and Survivor and The Bachelor. But... Mostly. Oh yeah, we yeah. saw so many ads for Australian uh, Survivor. Fuck, man, I'm so excited. I could tell. Yeah, uh, we might have to talk about this off mic because it's not that type of show. Okay, it is not. This is not that show. We've hit the hour yeah. mark. We need to get out. Yeah, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming back for this episode. Um, if you like it, please tell some friends about it because we do want to like get this out to a lot of people. Um, I think we have a cool opportunity to like cut across to some types of people who maybe don't even normally listen to podcasts. But like, if you have a friend who's getting really excited about The Bachelor and is watching this show, like maybe uh, maybe suggest they check this out, um, mm-hmm. something like that. We would really appreciate it. I think it would be cool if this thing was uh, really big instead of just being uh, a cool thing that only you know about and you don't tell your friends, so you seem cool. Um, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining in. Like, rate, subscribe, uh, comment, fucking. Just do what you want. You've listened to a podcast before. You do know, the things yeah, that make yeah. us feel happy. I just, uh, um, as always, we wish you all the best, and uh, and we'll catch you next week for the wrap up of whatever it is that happens on the Bachelor this week uh, on Bachelor of Hearts. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm Xavier Betsky Noonan. I'm Richie the Bachelor. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, what I know. A scoop. I know. Yeah, oh, I'm so this? sorry. You have to stop recording because there's so many things yeah. I like to ask you. <laughs> Got Wait. A few, yeah, yeah. Can I just let me the. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. All right, we'll see ya. See you next week.